Hello, and welcome back to the Awe Podcast. This is season two. What? Yeah, season two. And season two, we're going to talk about belonging and what that's like and how do we do that and how do we navigate it. Um, I think that Josh and I just, within our experiences, have really come to see that that's a struggle for all of us, right? And so we want to speak to what it means to belong and and how we do that and how can we connect as human beings to one another. And so, yeah, here we are. That's, season two. Here we are. Here we right? are. Season two. Oh my goodness. Can't believe we're doing this again. <laughs> it's a season of belonging. about belonging versus fitting in uh of course school comes to mind oh yeah and kind of like a bigger picture of school too so i can remember being in elementary school and i can think of times um mostly i think on the school bus where i had these kids that would would pick on me mm-hmm. and call me names and um not necessarily directly to me but you could hear them talking right, right. And, you know, some there was one time where I was like, oh, I got injured. I'm cool, right? I got this injury. And I'm like, look at this. You know, I'm, I'm tough. I'm cool. I'm a man, yeah. right? And the person grabbed it and, like, wrenched on it. And I'm like, what the world, right? You know, like, I'm doing all these things and I'm trying to be my authentic self. And, I, and I'm just not fitting in, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, as all things do, things progress over time. And, you know, we can look at a lot of these times where, you know, the bullying happened early in elementary school to me, and I can relate those to some of the inner dialogue that I've struggled with later on in life, right? Mm -hmm. But I can remember a time going to this party in high school, and yes, I went to a party in high school. Slow down. Right, right. Slow down. (laughs) Slow down. Yeah, right. But I can remember doing some things that I normally wouldn't have done, right? right? And... The next day I get back um, to school and everybody's like patting me on the back. And they're like, yeah, that was so cool. You were so dumb, whatever, right? Yeah. And doing things essentially that were against my values, right? But I still was doing them. But I remember that feeling, right, of everybody coming around and just like slapping you on the back and laughing at you more than with you. But it just felt so good, Mm -hmm. right? It was artificial, Right. Because it wasn't true. And I think that really is our definition, our differentiation, right? Is when we, I was being my authentic self probably more so in elementary school mm-hmm. and belonging to myself more then, but I wasn't fitting in. Right. High school, I was fitting in, but I wasn't belonging to myself anymore. Yeah. And that's so crucial. And, understanding the difference between belonging and fitting in right when we belong we we feel it it's it's that feeling but it's not artificial and i think that's so powerful that you talk about you know um when you were your younger elementary self and how that was authenticity because when we are younger that's what we know right we don't know about all these messages and all these things yet right right? we're still naive to some of that and and how that kind of grew for you into your high school experience and and so i want to share about when i was in elementary school too and you know i was amongst classmates whom i'd you know 
were consistently in my classes. These were yeah. people that I was always around, right? And right. and so I felt like I fit in, right? Yeah, we did yeah. all these things together and you had celebrations and you shared the same teacher and all of those things. And I even thought that I belonged at that point, right? So right. during PE, you know, I would be chosen for teams, but I want to say not athletic teams, right? Because I'm not athletic. <laughs> so I want to clarify <laughs> oh, <come> that. <laughs> um, you were dancer. That's ath- athletic. Yes, yes. <laughs> but for activities like tinkling, you know, when you have the oh, yeah. like the poles and you right. move them back and forth and you jump <laughs> in and out and, and yeah. you know, so it was really fun. Right, right. And uh, the jumping sticks activity, I guess we could say. And then during music, right, yeah, yeah. Um, where there was choreography involved i would be in front of the group leading that and then of course during recess we used to go out on the monkey bars and we would compete we would do penny drops right or we would wrap our legs around the bars (laughs) and spin and spin and spin and spin and i would always be part of that group right i hey let's go do this lashana and it would be so exciting and i really thought that i belonged right um and i had such a good time playing yeah, Those were yeah. great memories for me. For sure. But for then sure. I also remember very vividly walking home after school. And I would go to my grandmother. She was right down the hill. And many of my classmates lived close as well. So we would all be kind of walking as well. Right, right. And these same classmates that I believe that I was belonging with during the day, they would call me zebra, right? Oh. They would follow me oh. and it would be something they would laugh about when they would mm. be we would be walking down the hill and I can see it. And just like how you talked about they were laughing at you, right? Not with right. you. That's how yeah. I felt in those yeah. moments. And wow. and reflecting back, right? Um did I really belong, right? Yeah. And and that was a sense of that fitting in. So those playing activities, I was fitting in. I wasn't belonging, right? And a zebra is an animal, right? And so how mm-hmm. how do you connect to that? How do you develop an identity, right? Um, because I am biracial. And so they had seen my Caucasian mother, mm-hmm. my black father, right? And so, mm-hmm. again, some of those things you're naive to when you're younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then now reflecting back and putting that together, it's like, okay, yeah, I didn't fit into, I didn't belong to whatever that, perfect box was right, um, right. and so yeah I, I that is fitting in versus belonging for me at a very very young age yeah and yeah. and and really we start to notice those things at a very young age right I can yeah. remember the, my six-year-old coming home he's now older than that now but and you know like how come I don't get invited to other people's houses sometimes or yeah. you know he's struggled with reading and, and asking us like Am I dumb, you know, because oh, he goes yeah. to a different place, right? That's just, that's where it can start for a lot of us, right? Yes. And in therapy, we a lot of times go back to the, that little person, right, and, and visualize seeing them and telling them something different. But, man, it's powerful. That, it is. And what it does to our mental health and our well-being, our empowerment, our authenticity, shaping who we are, belonging's huge, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because, you know, and I've said this before, I, I see a therapist and she actually has had some of the work that I do that she's asked me to do is to go back and embrace that child, mm-hmm. that young girl, right, that I was who who had these conflicting messages. And like you shared with your son, some of these questions like why? Why? Right. Because we don't understand it then. But now it's mm-hmm. like, OK, right. I can understand that. And really, you know, 
the joke was not on me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that, right? And so going right. in and embracing that and telling ourselves that it's okay. Now, fitting in versus belonging for me as a grown woman, right? Um, as a biracial woman, I'm going to talk about code switching. Yeah. Um and code switching is essentially, you know, navigating environments and individuals and behaviors and changing, right, depending on the context, right, and covering, right, which is almost hiding an identity or the stigmatization of an identity, softening right. who you are, again, right. in, certain, in certain situations. And I do it all the time. Um, and yeah. it, looking back at that elementary school experience, right? Right, right. Why would I try to hide some of those identities? Why would I try to switch up my behavior, right, and not call attention to this or that? Because from a very young age, right, I knew that something was different about me. Yeah, yeah. And it's still different, right? It's always going to be different. Um, right. But I do. I, I code switch all the time. Um mm-hmm. And I do it consciously sometimes, and sometimes it's done unconsciously. And these are attempts at fitting in, not belonging. Right, right. Um, If I'm covering or I'm code switching, that is not my authentic self. Yeah, it's a sign that we're not being our authentic self. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a piece of discovering our authentic selves, right? Absolutely. Um, And that's a lifelong journey. Um, We're humans at the end of the day, so things are not perfectly you know attuned all the time but that's why reflection and and helping each other out right Mm -hmm. and and then creating spaces allowing for spaces where people can be their authentic selves bring their whole selves to work right yes and that's breaking down those stereotypes and things like that and that takes I mean, those seem like big, impossible tasks, but they aren't if we all start. And I think the truth being authentic self, right, is that I am the biracial girl who can dress well and speak properly and is educated and is a mom and, you know, has family that is white and black and, you know, all of those things. That's really authentically who I am. Yeah. 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 And that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have these three pillars, authenticity, well-being, and empowerment, Mm -hmm. and we've weaved them in throughout this whole episode. Our guest talks about it really well as well. But when we have, when we're allowed to be our authentic self, we get to feel more well, and we're empowered to do the things that we need to do. And that's my best summary of belonging. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I think I, I, I agree with all that you said. And a piece of that empowerment is we are empowered to be our best selves. And that means that we are empowering others and we are creating that space for that sense of belonging. Because if we are empowering others to use their voice, to be who they are, to express whomever that is that they are, then that is belonging. Yeah. That creates that sense of belonging. It's psychological safety. Absolutely. And I love that term our guests use. Yeah. So hang on while we bring our guest in. <laughs> All 
right, all listeners, we're here with Ravathy, and she is with us here in the studio, and we're going to be doing a, a series where we interview some people to bring our content alive with this season of belonging that we've started here. Um, so welcome, Ravathy. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm Ravathy Vangsi Prasam. I um, serve Western Iowa Tech in the role of Associate Dean of Inclusion, where we work on institutional equity, belonging, um, so very much in theme with um, the topic that y'all are focusing on. Um, and I'm also an immigration attorney in the community, so there's a lot of a lot of diversity, I think, that I bring to the table. And Absolutely. A lot of experience, and, and I think what that comes with, this sense of wanting to belong, right, in every right, space that you're right. in, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank and you for having me. Yes, yes thanks. Welcome for, to awe for yeah. agreeing to do yeah, this. Yes. yes, I know it's kind of a scarier thing to do, but you know, one of the realms that we can impact people that we've found is in the podcast arena because mm-hmm. we have the potential of being a worldwide impact, a national impact, a community yeah. impact, right? And that's what we've tried to do with awe um and specifically with the season belonging and and today we've been talking about fitting in versus belonging and and the difference so what does that mean to you when i say that you know it kind of makes me think of um like assimilation acclimation Mm -hmm. i mean my parents came to this country about 40 years ago from india so like like most people I think with an immigrant identity mm-hmm. trying to navigate a new country right and and picking and choosing what you sacrifice mm-hmm. yeah. to fit in wow. right so I associate fitting in with sacrifice um sacrifice of genuine parts of who you are right wow. yeah. um for the purpose of hopefully finding comfort in wow. a space that's not meant for you Wow. Um, and belonging to me is I don't have to do that, right? I don't Absolutely. have to sacrifice components of my identity or my lived experiences to feel yeah. comfort that's false, that comfort is genuine. And um, and maybe there is a level of, of genuine acceptance that comes with it. Maybe not, but the reality is I still get to present myself in a space authentically in full who right. I am. Right, right. Yeah. And there's a lot of pieces interwoven into that. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we think about that word sacrifice, and I think mm-hmm. we used that in season one, too. We did. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just this raw word, right? Because yeah. it's losing, literally cutting pieces yeah. of ourselves out of ourselves. Yes. And how, I don't know, sad and vulnerable that is, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, when you say that, I, I think back to like kind of like my educational journey, right? Going through schooling and and all the way through law school and stuff, and and language is the first thing that comes to mind, right? I was my whole family really was shamed for knowing a language outside of English, right? Mm-hmm. And, and my parents having accents, and um, that's how languages die, yeah, because we sacrifice them, right? right. And and we're stuck in this deficit thinking that rather than this person knowing another language or multiple languages as an asset, you need to give that up if you're going to, in this particular situation, Americanize, right? We were in America, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This could be a different situation, different country. Um, and that's critical, right? Because language is part of how you connect with the world, how you connect and feel with movies and relatives, right? And family traditions and cultural traditions. And 
And I know for me, that was a huge sacrifice that I have made intentionally and unintentionally um, when trying to fit in, you know, right. like, okay, I only speak English, right? Or don't bring my parents around or right. even though they spoke English, you know, had all the high accolades and how does code switching kind of fit into this concept of fitting in versus belonging? Oh, yeah. It's all over it, right? Yes. I mean, I think I'm visibly a person of color, and I mm-hmm. identify as a woman of color. I am brown. Um, and it's interesting because consistent with kind of the, what we're talking about, the amount of people who will say, Oh, you you speak English so good, no. which we obviously know good is not the right <laughs> term, right? If we want to talk about it, um, um, or oh, you're so articulate, you're so well spoken, right? Um, but also, like right now on this podcast, how I'm speaking with all of you and all of our listeners on every single platform um, is not how you're going to catch me in the streets. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like right. at home with the kids, right? There's yeah. and and there's so much science, there's so much research behind code switching, right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know it all, but I think it's very I think part of fitting in is you'll see a lot of people code switching and belonging is like you just come as you are, right? right. You have um your accents the way that they are. You don't try to um assimilate to the majority population in the space that you're in right Mm -hmm. Right. um this is like my customer service voice you know (laughs) and uh and it's like oh i need people to know that i have all these educational accolades and i'm so accomplished and blah 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 right Right. but if i'm mad you know my bronx side comes out and that's (laughs) a whole different code switch right um and i think code switching like i said it just it really happens as a result of the environments in which you are in because you don't feel that you can authentically be who you're who you are because mm-hmm. you're right. f- trying to fit in um more than just just be be you right right yeah. because there's consequences if we don't fit in i think so okay that's how i view it i think i think if i like when i talk about certain policies or i talk about certain changes or directional things that we need to do you think about tone is important, right? But it's mm-hmm. also like, oh, I can't be too passionate, right? Because I'm a oh. woman of color. Right. It's going to come off as aggressive, right? Or I'm I'm just trying to change a bunch of things, and that's not okay, right? right? There's so much there's so much more thought that I have to take into consideration about how I deliver something, mm-hmm. and not just tone, but what kind of code I want to deliver it in, right? Do I want to speak it like this? Or do you want to be like, y'all better get get going. It's game time. <laughs> yeah, we, either you in or you out, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. We'll, yeah. Go, we'll go the first route, you know? And can I go a little further with the consequences piece? Because you spoke to your parents immigrating, I think you said mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Yeah. And so do you believe or was it in, in your experience, did you see where they had a fear of consequences for not assimilating once immigrating mm. to this country? I'm sure, but I think they hit it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really came through in our academics. I remember when my family moved into this house across the street from the elementary school, 
and it was in the country club neighborhood. So it was, you know, pretty affluent, things like that, right? We're the only family of color and oh my gosh. And my mom took me there over the summer to get me enrolled. And the elementary school said I needed to take an English proficiency exam is basically what it was. Mm-hmm. Even though I spoke perfect English in their presence, my mom was speaking English. And I did, and I blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. And they said that I cheated. Ooh. Wow. And I needed to retake it. Ooh. And that my mom was somehow helping me, even though she wasn't in that space, right? And she was, I mean... And I think in that moment, probably now as a parent myself, I think my mom probably would have felt fear. Mm-hmm. Is my right. kid going to get into this school? Like it's a public school, right? Yeah. Why would my kid not be able to go here? Right. Um, and we saw that routinely play out um, when my brother went to school. It was a different elementary school that I had gone to at that point in time. They did the same thing. They said my brother um, was not English proficient because he mixed up his he's and she's. Mm-hmm. And that same kid is the one who got a near perfect score in the ACT, wow. you know, <laughs> had a spot <laughs> safe from right. MIT, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. and, and so I think there was fear, mm-hmm. but I think it was probably well veiled, well covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to go to our three pillars, right? We talk about authenticity, we talk about well-being, we talk about empowerment. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit about authenticity. Yeah. How do you belong, be in your authentic self Mm -hmm. in all these different arenas, if you will? I think that's where your two other pillars come into play, right? As well-being and empowerment. Right. And I think that... um, you know, throughout my couple decades of living, really in the last five to so years has been probably the most transformative, where well-being took center stage, and so did finding the need to empower myself. Mm-hmm. And so for me, right, well-being looked like therapy, working through trauma, right, better understanding um, why things may have happened the way they did. Uh, kind of giving my parents grace for doing what they knew to be best at the time, for example, right? Um, Trying to navigate a new country, a new culture, right? Um, And then finding empowerment in that too, knowing that I can change the trajectory for my own kids, right? For my own people that are within the community that I have, you know, my own circle of friends. and also finding peace. I think peace is very much part of that empowerment um, that you find is, okay, like I have this understanding, I can let this go, I can move forward, and this is how I can also do better. And I'm gonna be able to do better because I feel that I'm equipped to do so. Right, Mm -hmm. right. What does that feel like when all those pillars are working together because it is kind of how they supposed that's how they yeah come together yeah you know it's kind of um not kind of i think it's very freeing right and i think that i think that freeing feeling comes when you genuinely belong right and so when we're talking about belonging i think that those are your pillars are are being authentic having a sense of well-being ideally that's balanced right and yeah. finding empowerment and 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 the result of that is is freedom. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And and why would you say, why do you think it's important that we know with all of those things happening, right? Why do we need to know when we belong and when we don't? Why is that important for us to know as individuals mm-hmm. when those things are happening? Mm-hmm. I think ultimately it helps us understand what serves our purpose here and what doesn't. Wow. I think like as a kid, you know, you're kind of like, it's like a safety thing maybe, right? You're like, oh, this place is not for me, you know, like whatever. Um, I don't feel good. I have bad vibes. And I, and I think those things still carry on as an adult, but I think ideally as an adult at some point in time, right? I hope that every single one of us realizes that we have some greater purpose, Right. Mm -hmm. And so the beauty is in understanding, does this space, does this feeling of being authentically who I am, is it honored and does it serve my purpose at the end of the day? And if it does, beautiful. Right. Right. Let me continue to do the work. And if it doesn't, good thing the door works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes we have to. You know, I think of the term racial battle fatigue or mm. just battle fatigue Oh, snap. General, right? We're getting deep now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's go there, right? Yes. Let's, let's dive Coach in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Coach yeah. Coach, right? Yes. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there times, like, we have this authentic self, we're feeling this mm-hmm. crap, yeah. right? Yeah. Battle fatigue yeah. for fighting for my purpose. Like, when do you know enough is enough? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. And I and I've gone through a lot of that in life, right? For mm-hmm. and, and we've kind of touched on some of those examples and I don't know. I don't I think every situation is different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um I remember when I was in law school and I was um kind of just going through this racial battle fatigue and and it, you experience it your whole life unfortunately and I remember thinking to myself like okay like I earned my seat at this table so I'm going to show up for it right uh, but in the event that I don't like the table at which I'm seated I'm going to build my own mm-hmm. sure yeah and that's what I've consistently done since then right yeah. and so I think trying to identify when enough is enough, I think that's where you need to bring that well-being component in, right? right? And I think that the stronger that your sense of empowerment is, you can make that decision sooner. Right, right. And obviously there's outside factors that hinder it or expedite it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, look at the world. We have responsibilities, you know, like student loans, like whatever that might right. be, kids. Right. Um, but I think when you have a strong core sense of your authentic self, your well-being is is present and you feel empowered you will make that decision for yourself when that time is right 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 and i just want to make a connection you spoke about well-being in the sense of when you're a child right it's more about that physical you yeah. know i don't feel safe here i need to get out of here mm-hmm. but now then in this current space that you hold talking mm-hmm. about you know um knowing when to make the decision to leave or yeah. not and that would be likened to feeling psychologically safe yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah yes are we are we we are deep diving <laughs> yeah, psychological deep safety dive, yeah. is so underplayed yes. right it's so um it's just not discussed and when you talk about racial battle fatigue you really also need to be talking about psychological safety Absolutely. Indeed. and yep. i just 
and really in the discussion of belonging in general, right? Because let's say race is not um, something that is an identity marker somebody holds, right? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a person with a certain disability, mm-hmm. um, whatever it might be, visible or invisible in terms of these situations. Psychological safety is a primary component Bingo. to feeling yeah. like you belong, yes. right, right? Right? Because then you don't have to sacrifice. Right. You don't have to fit in. Right. Um, so yeah, psychological safety is paramount, mm-hmm. and and really needs to be discussed more. And you know, you see a lot of discourse having about mental health in general, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we're missing the specifics. I think now it's time to break it down, right? What, what does mental health look like? What does mental health care? look like and that's really we need to start focusing on these on these different experiences um and how do we create these spaces of psychological safety there you go yeah how do we foster that Mm -hmm. within all of these spaces that we do show up to the table right right so how can we foster that feeling yeah yeah Yeah. and there's usually three pillars that belong to psychological safety and it's respect trust and care right Mm -hmm. and that it impacts our, our psychological physical mental all those kind of things mm-hmm. when it comes to that space right and that's a, you know sometimes it's a tall order yeah. but those spaces exist there's places where we can all belong mm-hmm. and what would you say to a listener who's not feeling like they're belonging mm-hmm. gosh There is always a space for every person. And if you feel like you don't belong, it's not you. It's a space in which you are that doesn't appreciate who you are. Right. And I think that's where that moment comes in where you're like, I can either continue to sit at this seat, at this table I've been seated at. I'm going to go build my own. I'm going to change my space. I'm going to go where... I do belong and it's not perfect, right? There's going to be challenges in every space because every space is not inherently safe for every person. Mm -hmm. Right. But there is a space for you and don't let the feeling of not belonging in a particular space be the deciding factor for you to say, I don't belong. Yeah. Feel empowered to make that transition and say, there's a space for me and I have now learned that this is not it. Build your own table. I love that. Yeah. I do too. Yes. Yeah. I love that. 100%. Right. Every time we end a show, we we say a little um, thanks, you know, that's all for today. Yeah. And I think one of the things that would be cool for our guests to read is um, that last part there, you know, where it talks about stay authentic, well, and empowered, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to try that today for our listeners. All right? So... That's all for today. Join us next week as we discuss belonging and um, how it relates to connection. Stay authentic, well, and empowered.